Good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs, and this is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on a bump day, Wednesday, February 8, 2023. I've got a real treat for you today. My old friend Jack Hanrahan is here. Mr. Hanrahan is the author of an incredible book, and he is an old friend of mine, by the way. It's true. Although he's been on the show several times before. He was a friend long before that. Okay, he wrote a book. And the book is out there right now. It's called Traveling Freedom's Road. Traveling Freedom's Road. And it's travelingfreedomsroad.com. Okay, just so you know that. It's a guide to exploring our civil rights history. And literally, literally, it's not a map, but it's a travel guide to civil rights history, much of which takes place in the South, but it takes place all over the country. All right? And we've got Jack back here because he's going to, Talk to us today about some more things that we can learn from it. It's Black History Month, that sort of thing. And also how it fits into schools, teachers should know about it, etc. I heartily recommend the book, okay? Travelingfreedomsroad.com. And Jack's going to tell us all the places that have endorsed the book. That are, it's, it's just a very powerful stuff. And you'll, uh, you'll enjoy your trip either with us today for the next half hour or in your car. Okay, green book aside, I might add, those days are gone. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org, the home website of our Consortium for Equity and Education. Go over there, the brand-new issue of our magazine, Equity and Access Pre-K-12, is there. It's our online journal. It's a beautiful issue. We've got all the Equity Award winners in it. All right, we honor all of them, both the companies and all your colleagues in education. Okay, that works so hard for equity. It's a nice issue, and I hope you take the time to go over there again at ace-ed.org. Just click on the cover. Our SEL stuff is over there. Our teacher retention stuff is over there. And every podcast is over there. It's all linked. You'll see it. You know how to read a website. We got good stuff. Check it out. And please, everything we do is free, including a subscription to the magazine. So subscribe. We'll send you a link. link every Not a leak. A link every other month when the magazine comes out. And uh, again, ed.org. And now the one and only from Charlottesville, Virginia, okay, the one and only Jack Hanrahan, author of Traveling Freedom's Road, a guide to exploring our civil rights history. Good morning, Mr. Hanrahan. Hey, Larry. Good morning, and thank you for having me back, and thank you for your listeners for joining the podcast today. Yeah, well, I'm glad they're here, too, and thanks, Jack. You did a great job. I want to start off with this, okay? Talk, and I, You and I have talked about this. Tell, talk about all the, uh, the, the places, the museums, the, uh, the organizations that have endorsed the book. Uh, well, I'm still uh, compiling that list, meaning it's getting better and better, but uh, yeah. people can find the book at the uh, Mississippi Civil Rights Museum in Jackson, at the uh, Freedom Center, the National Underground Railroad Museum in Cincinnati. The, um, uh, the, there's a museum in Greensboro at the spot where the four uh, North Carolina A&T college students sat in in 1960. <laughs> that museum is called the National Civil Rights Center, the International, excuse me, Inter- International Civil Rights Center and Museum in the old Woolworth story store wow. where those wow. four students uh, uh, sat in, uh, the Texas History Museum in Austin, uh, when the Peterborough-based uh, National Abolition Hall of Fame and Museum in Peterborough, New York, reopens once the winter, 
winter weather is gone up there. It opened <laughs> yep. in May. Uh, the book will be there. So it's, I mean, you can ask for this book in any place that sells books because the book is available through a national distributor who can order the book for uh, an individual at either a museum or a bookstore. And, of course, the book is available uh, from uh, Amazon or on Amazon. So I, there's a few others, but I think I, think I covered the, uh, the, the top uh, several museums that have ordered the book most recently. That's great. That's great, Jack. And look what Virginia, you did. Virginia, the History wow. Center in Hampton, I better not leave them out. So, no, don't leave them out. Say it again. Hampton uh, History Center in Hampton, Virginia, a very historic place in African-American history. Uh, the uh, White Lion, this uh, uh, privateer ship that carried the first uh, 20, or so, 20 or so enslaved people to what then was the British colony of uh, Virginia. Um, but that is all, there's a lot of history around Hampton, Virginia, so I'm very honored that that they've uh, taken the book as well. Wow, you should be, and Jack, you did a great. You you have done a magnificent job, not only in writing the book but getting it out there, etc. Okay, and Thank it's you. terrific. And and I want to say this, you know, we're talking to a lot of educators, and by the way, we're talking to a lot of people down south as well. Okay, I want, I want, a couple of things I want to say here. First of all, order the book. Okay, it's it, it's. It's, it's really something you need to do, especially social studies. You're going to find absolutely amazing things about the civil rights movement right outside your front door. And I don't care where you are in the country, pretty much. Okay? Something happened that's really, really important, probably right around where you are. It's great for educators. It's great for school libraries. All right, please, every school library should have one. It's great for summer travel. And we always talk about culturally relevant education. Okay, this is the book that literally brings life to places outside, right outside your door. So please check it out. It's, it's culturally relevant for a lot of kids and important for every kid. Okay? Right. And, and Jack, how would you just to say, Larry, if, yeah, um, if uh, groups of teachers, groups of educators, and their libraries want to order the book in the kind of quantities, modest quantities, that these museums are taking, I'm happy to work directly with a school system to get the book into their uh, school libraries and give them a price break like I do to the museums. The museums, of course, need the price break to uh, make some money when they sell the book, but I'm happy to give that same consideration to uh, educators and nice. uh, libraries and book clubs, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate that. They can reach on the travelingfreedomsroad.com website where my contact information is there. Travelingfreedomsroad.com. That's where you can connect with Jack, literally, and find out all that's going on. It's real. By the way, I meant to ask you, it's absolutely astounding that you were able to get that website, Travelingfreedomsroad.com, which is the exact name of the book. Were you surprised when that happened? That's amazing. I was relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I was very relieved when I uh, searched and thought that – that is available. Um, I, I had also, before I figured out the title of the book, I had reserved the web's uh, address, uh, civilrightstravelbook.com, which was not ideal, but too generic. Um, so once I had kind of finalized that Traveling Freedom's Road would be the title of the book, 
I uh, or was close enough. I bought that URL and um, very happily have the website. And and uh, I, I will throw in one thing too. If people want to get a chapter of the book just to see what it's like, on the website I offer a chapter uh, to uh, anyone who wants it. They just let me know that they'd like to see. Um, I, the chapter I am offering right now is the Philadelphia, Mississippi uh, chapter, where the uh, yeah, the three, the three. <laughs> yeah, Cheney, Schwarzer, yeah. and Goodman. How well I remember. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Now I'm going to hit you with something you're not expecting. Okay. Uh, Jack and I go back a long way, and we have a mutual friend, old friend named John Crenna. Okay. And Crenna is down in Florida. He's in northern Florida, in Panama City Beach, this week. Okay, with his wife. Okay, but he really wants to go, and he told me this exactly. He really wants to go up to Montgomery, Alabama, to visit the uh, the museum that Brian Stevenson started there. Okay, so he's in Panama City Beach, Jack. You know where that is, right? Yes, it's in the northern part of Florida, right? Yeah, in the Panhandle. So I'm going to send this podcast to John Crenna. All right. So why don't you tell him? Is there anywhere else that he could explore? He's very interested in civil rights history. Where, if he's in, in Panama City Beach, yeah, well, space in Panama City Beach. Where can he go to? He's about forty-five. Well, I guess it's a few hours from uh, New Orleans, for example. If you're in Panama City Beach, Jack, what would you visit for the civil rights events? So, if I were staying at home and just wanted to do something at uh, in my own uh, city, in Panama City, in the book, I talk about um, a marker that is called the Gideon B. Wainwright marker and it's at a courthouse the bay county courthouse and uh, the gideon in this was a black man who was charged with stealing uh fifty dollars and a bottle of wine at a local pool hall and this is one of those little stories that you just don't know about uh the important ones yeah and uh when he requested an attorney to defend him in the court case he was denied and he was forced to defend himself and he lost and he went uh, to prison and he wrote to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court took his case and in 1963 the Supreme Court made the unanimous decision to affirm the right of a criminal defendant to have an attorney you know how many of us have seen law and order episodes where the the defendant is uh, given the Miranda rights and that, that if you can't afford you an attorney, one will be provided for you. Well, that, that historic thing comes from uh, Panama City, where apparently uh, John is living. But John, no, John, is not, John is in Chicago. He's on vacation down there. He can't take oh, cold weather anymore. He's, he's getting so old, his bones so frail, his skin so thin, that he can't take cold weather anymore. So he escapes for a month to Panama is City. It, I'm sure that you're exaggerating, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure John is in good health. But I hope he is anyway. And and you he know, is. besides Panama City in the northern skin and Florida, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> besides Panama City in the northern part of Florida, you know, he can visit sites in uh, Tallahassee, in Jacksonville, and in St. Augustine, and so on. So he doesn't have to even leave his home state or his, even his, his, his area, uh, sorry, the place where he's visiting, he can, he can make a tour around. But on the way 
Uh, you say he's going back to Chicago? Oh, yeah. He'll be back in March. Yep. Right. So, you know, but from Panama City, he could travel to Atlanta. He could travel to Montgomery. He's and, going to Montgomery. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, Brian Stevenson's facilities. Yes. There's two wonderful facilities in Montgomery run by the Equal Justice Initiative. And that's Brian Stevenson's organization. Yes. One is called the Legacy Museum, which is a uh, museum that deals with everything from uh, mass incarceration, uh, crazy, bizarre court decisions that uh, <coughs> that have adversely affect, affected uh, African Americans over uh, the decades. Um, they also have the soil from dozens and dozens of lynching sites yes. to memorialize yes. the individuals that were lynched across the country. His other facility is actually laser-focused on lynching in America, and the site is um, extremely impactful to visit. Um, there are these large steel rectangular coffin-like um, uh, boxes, I'll call them, but they're, they're big and they're, they're, they're steel, like I said, and they have the county where individuals were lynched. And you walk in and you are at eye level with these large steel boxes. And you can read that Green County, Virginia, or <laughs> county in uh, Alabama, or, and so on, and, and you just are walking through these. Then you, you go a little further, and you see that the height of these have been raised up. So gradually, as you walk through, you are raising your head from a perpendicular to the ground to looking up, and it, it clearly mimics, mimics the action that you would take if you were a witness to a lynching. And these victims of lynching come from way beyond the South. You know, there are counties outside of the, the states that you think of as having um, conducted most of the lynchings, which is, which is true, but you'll find counties in, in New York and other uh, more northern I, I, states. Unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I was going to ask you, not unfortunately, of course, that happened, not because of anything, I was going to ask you that. Okay, are there places outside the South where such horrors happen that you just... Kind of answered that. New York, New York right. continue. Where else? Yeah, good. Where so, um, so just to wrap it up on the that is called the National Memorial for Peace and Justice, uh, and it's been featured on many television newscasts oh, yeah. on 60 Minutes, and yeah. and it's Fabulous. definitely a must see when you go to Montgomery. And the goal, those large steel boxes that you are walking past and raising your eyes to see, there's a twin box, which the county where that lynching occurred should take that box and put it in a place of memory somewhere in that county. And counties are beginning to do that. You'll see a field of boxes that is um, not 100% filled, meaning some counties have taken Some counties have taken them, but, yeah. But you can also see the counties that are Wow. In some respects, ignoring the issue that um, the 
museum or the facility, I don't like to call it a museum, the facility uh, uh, brings to the forefront of our no. minds the problem of lynching in America. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's hard to even uh, comprehend in this day and age, and we're going to get into this in just a second, but it, that, that such things could happen. Okay, and then, of course, we have what happened with George Floyd and, and lately in Memphis with the horror of that. I can't even watch that video. It made me sick in the stomach. Uh, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it, it, it literally made me sick in the stomach. I, I, and I mean, when you, when you see can, uh, yeah. photos of, of these lynchings that occurred in the past, I mean, yeah. it became somewhat of a public event. And, um, you know, the, party. the of people. It's a party. It was a party. Everybody's there. Cheers oh yeah, and... we got them. Yeah, it was. Uh, anyway, it's, it's it's just amazing. It, it's just amazing, and and we we need to know about it, just like Germans needed to know about the Holocaust. So you, you, these things don't happen again. Okay, it's not a question of guilt. Nobody's blaming anybody today for what happened 150 years ago, or 80 years ago, or 45 years ago. Nobody's blaming. We're not responsible for this. Okay, but you need to know about it. Right. And you need exactly. to make you changes, to, and that's what this is all you about. You need to understand this history, and you need to make sure these types of events are never repeated in our future. So, um, you know, one of my motivations in writing the book uh, was, one, for me to learn more. I took this trip not thinking I would write a book. I just was so moved by the place I just described and other places along the um, the 12 city tour that uh, that I took and uh, constitutes the core of the book. Um, I was so moved by it that I felt and that you you needed to uh, write about this so others would have a I, want, I don't want to say an easy way to connect because this is a long trip. It's it's a lengthy car trip. If you take the the entire 12 city trip, you don't have to take all 12 cities, but they, um, uh, but being there in the in these places where history occurred brings it more to the fore for you than reading about it or listening to me talk about it. You know, you you know to the extent You're that there. you can. It really make happened. It, it really happened. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and that's you know, there, there's a spot where something it. happened. It's 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 amazing. And that feeling, uh, I, I, I remember that feeling, which is going to be weird for this conversation, when I was in England. And I went to Canterbury Cathedral uh, to the spot where, where um, Thomas Becker was killed. Okay? And I remember standing there, okay, just thinking, wow, you know, a thousand years ago this happened. Okay? And it's, it, you're standing in this spot. It's like a time machine. And it's the same thing with this. When you go to a place where something happened, like Normandy in France, okay, you go to this place and something happened there and it's still there, okay? And exactly. it, it makes it real, you know? It, it's, it's, really, it, it's really just absolutely fascinating, the whole, the whole thing. And by the way, I meant to say you were talking about Gideon before, okay? And I'm going to send this podcast to our friend Krenna uh, today, but... Um, there's a old made-for-TV movie, and I think it stars Henry Fonda, and it's called Gideon's Trumpet, and it's about that exact story. Ah, do you know that? Years uh, ago. I always trust everything you ever tell me about Thanks, movies. Buddy. Are the 
You are the expert. I'm, I'm going to find it for you. Maybe it's on YouTube. I'm going to find it for you. And everybody, I'll pop it in here if I can, if I can find it on YouTube. But yeah, I forgot it. It, it was a famous movie. Okay, and it just, um, I'm pretty sure that's the same story. I think it would have to be. You know, I want to go over something else. And by the way, um, this is really amazing. I just found that way. I was looking at the sheet you sent me, and all of a sudden I can't find it, for, good, for goodness sakes. Okay, 2023. We're there now. It's the 60th anniversary of some key events. And I thought, hold on. No, I can't find what I was going to. Oh, no, 20, here it is. 2023 is also the 55th anniversary, speaking of Memphis, by the way, of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King in Memphis. Okay, terrible event. But, you know, you go to Memphis, you stand there. What's the Lorraine Hotel? Is that it, the Lorraine Hotel? The Lorraine Hotel uh, yeah. is yeah. where the assassination occurred and where the National Civil Rights Museum exactly. in located exactly. a phenomenal At, place. Yeah, you know, you go to these places, but I just want to say, you know, Memphis is in the news with those policemen did. Okay, a couple of, you know, to the to, to it's just, it's just terrible. Okay, and uh, not Memphis is terrible. I don't mean it that way. Okay, but you have right. to you go there and you be there. Talk about you you picked up on this. Twenty twenty three now is the sixtieth anniversary of key events. And one of my, this is a stupid way to say it, one of my favorite stories of all this, okay, stupid way to say it, okay, is, quote, uh, I just want you to go over this. It's March, it's March Madness coming up, okay, soon, okay, well, we're in February, but it's March is coming up. East Lansing, Michigan, the basketball game, talk about it. Oh, sure. It uh, has been labeled uh, the Game of Change. That's a name that ESPN gave this basketball game, <clears throat> excuse me, that <clears throat> occurred in the regional semifinal of the NCAA tournament that year. It was played at Michigan State uh, in the old arena, uh, the yes. Jemison uh, uh, Arena. And uh, there, are, there are memorial markers to this event that I'm about to describe. So the basketball game was between Michigan State University, which is in Starkville, Mississippi, and Loyola right. of Chicago. Now, Loyola had uh, four black players uh, on their team of the starting five. And in Mississippi, everything was separated by race schools and buses and lunch counters and so on and so forth. And so a basketball court wasn't going to be any exception to the rule. And uh, so Mississippi was not going to allow their school to play um, Loyola with its four black starters of the five starting uh, players. But of course, the, uh, and they were, they were blocked by the governor uh, uh, at the time, but the fans. That was Ross Barnett. If I remember, it was Ross Barnett, wasn't it? Barnett, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the coach of Mississippi State um, and actually the president of the university and, of course, the fans wanted the, the team to play. So they did one of the best end-arounds in sports history when they got part of the team, the freshmen who might, and sophomores who might not have been on the starting lineup, they got them out of Mississippi, and they eventually snuck the starting players by plane out of Mississippi and flew on to East Lansing, Michigan, for the game that 
occurred on the Ides of March in 1963. Wow. March 15th. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a famous handshake, I have a photo of it in the book, between the captain of Loyola, Jerry Harkness, God rest his soul, and Joe Dan Gold of the of Mississippi State. And that, that photo was not a very popular one in, in the state of Mississippi. <laughs> to get to the, how did it turn out? Well, Loyola won that game and then went on to win the national uh, title. And I point out in the book, because I write this in the Mississippi State, Mississippi um, section of the book, um, that there's no memorial to this game in Starkville, but there is in East Lansing. And, and the trophy, of course, is in a protected case um, in Chicago. So well, uh, it is a great story. I'm glad you asked. It is a great story. It, it is a great story. And you know what I love about it, just to make the point. Teachers now these days are, especially in urban areas, they're looking for stuff. Sports is relevant to every kid, especially every guy, okay? I'll say that just generically, all right? Kind of stereotype, all right? But this is a sports story, but it brings the events into, into perspective, okay? It does. And, it, and, and you know, African-American kids, you know, it's great. I have been – I'm a sports fan, and you can tell reading the book that I love sports, and I love movies. Uh, sorry, I, you're the one that likes movies. I like music, <laughs> and uh, and I like history. And so I've I've brought a lot of sports and music history that relate to African American history into the book. There's a number of places from his uh, birthplace, uh, Jackie Robinson. I'm talking about from his birthplace to uh, where he played his first professional ball game in the minor leagues, and that's wow. in Florida, to a museum that's now opened in Manhattan, much to the dismay of Brooklyn Dodgers fans, uh, in, in Manhattan uh, from the Jackie Robinson Foundation. Uh, Buck O'Neill is another oh, yeah. great, the Negro yeah. Leagues, as yeah. they were called. And, um, Unbelievable. I have uh, a number of mentions of him. And there is a museum in Kansas City. So there, there are places Wait, to connect. The Negro, museum League, in, yeah, the, the Negro League the, Museum. I was just talking about that yesterday on the show. Okay? So the Negro League the, Museum in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, what you were talking about, how teachers are looking for ways to connect students with this history. The, this is why I needed the book to go beyond the five or so core states in the South where a lot of this history happened so that a teacher could take uh, students to the Negro Leagues uh, Museum or the Jackie Robinson yeah. Museum in Manhattan or the DuSable yeah. Museum in Chicago and so on and so forth. And I, 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 I think the book is distinctive because of the wide geography that's, that's covered, and I think it's particularly useful uh, to teachers um, and to, to parents and grandparents who want to take their children and grandchildren to a place where this history is honored, memorialized, and, and taught truthfully. Absolutely. I mean, it's just amazing. And, you know, when you think about the Negro Leagues in baseball, uh, it was not only painful even to say that, that that had to be a thing. I know. Okay, it's so absurd. Okay, and, I mean, just insane. But... But think of the great 
baseball that was missed. Okay, when 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 greats couldn't play greats because they were white or black. Okay, think about it. You know, you know, like Buck O'Neill and everybody else. I mean, it's just amazing. It's yeah. just amazing. People missed out because of this craziness. Okay, people, we missed out on stuff. It's not only that it was horrible in and of itself. Everybody missed it. Okay, we're just yeah. so stupid. Okay, and it just has to change. Okay, and it is changing, and it's it's doing good. Hopefully, it's all changing for the better. But it's interesting. Yeah, I just want to bring this up. 2023, which happens to be this year, everybody. There were a lot of key events in civil rights history that Jack writes about in the book. Okay, in the places it's the 60th anniversary, and obviously it was a turning point year. So it's it's really really good stuff. The book is terrific, and it's just it's so important, it's so culturally relevant. Okay, and it just makes sense. And Jack, just so everybody knows, okay, you didn't write that to uh, increase your hundreds of millions of dollars that you have in the bank. Okay, what's <laughs> happening with <laughs> what's, what's happening with all the with all with all the money, Jack? Tell us, Jack. So, hey, uh, thank you for bringing this up. Um, I, I wanted this project to benefit two nonprofit organizations that fight for social justice. So there's a lot of great ones, and the two that I picked are Brian Stevenson's uh, Equal Justice Initiative in Montgomery, yeah, talked about good. in the conjunction with his two facilities. And uh, in Charlottesville, where I live, the Legal Aid Justice Center does wonderful work for uh, low-income Virginians, and uh, I've been a volunteer there for a decade plus, and uh, they are the second financial beneficiary. So um, this is a, uh, a, a mission of uh, mercy and charity for those two, and I've really gotten tremendous psychic rewards from from becoming smarter about this history. I love talking you know about it, it. People know, and um, I really am grateful that you had me on today. Yeah, we'll um, do more. I love it. We'll people can more. find the book on Amazon. Uh, I, I priced it so uh, the shipping is free, so you just have to pay $25 and a penny. Uh, at a bookstore, you'll pay $24.95. And if you are interested in ordering them in quantity from me, modest quantities. You don't have to order hundreds. You just need to order about 10. Um, you know, I will I will definitely give you a, a price break um, so that uh, the book gets out there, which is the goal, to have people read the history, understand the history, and honor the history. Yeah, and also, just because I'm going to send you, obviously, a link to the show. Okay, when we're done... Do me a favor, and I think this will help you, is put, create a little educator page on the website, okay, and make sure the, 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 this podcast is up there so the teachers understand this is really I important. I am so far behind yeah. in I, I keeping that up. up yeah, that website. I mean, um, not to brag, but just to report, I, uh, the book did win a best travel book in 2022 for independently published books. I'm proud of that. That's not up on the website. I've done a number of <laughs> videos in the last two or three months. None of those are linked. It's Why don't you win? Well, here's, an idea. Here's, a, here's an insane idea. Why don't you do that? Do it this Saturday. <laughs> I think I, I, will, I will do that. But first I wanted to uh, be sure to do your podcast during Black History Month. 
Yo, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll do it. Every month is Black History Month. It doesn't matter. That's the whole point of everything of all this. Is that uh, you know it's just part and parcel of American history. It doesn't have to have a special month to be important. Believe me. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It just is. You know what can I tell you? Hey Jack, this was great. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Larry. Thank you for folks, to the folks who've listened, and uh, I uh, <laughs> hope we can do it again, Larry. Thank you again. So we're going to. Don't don't worry no. about that. We will. All right. So you have all a good right. day. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Be good down there. Thank you. You. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, author Jack Heinrichan, Traveling Freedoms Road, travelingfreedomsroad.com. Go over there, check it out, buy the book. I'm telling you, this is important for education, and uh, what more can I say? Obviously, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Check out everything we do over there. It's all about equity. It always boils down to that. Hey, everybody, I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.